Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve, and my co-host is Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Good evening, wrestling fans. And tonight, we're going to be discussing another polarizing figure, and that would be Mr. Roman Reigns, the current Universal Champion. Last week, we covered the WWE Champion. Tonight, we'll cover the Universal Champion. And I think it'll be kind of an interesting conversation, don't you think, Kyle? Roman Reigns is an interesting topic with the entire wrestling fan base. So I'm somewhat excited. I wish our planned guests would have made it, but it's just not going to work out today. But we have a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. And before we begin... I just want to give our contact and listening info. If anybody would like to email us, it's at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And every single one of those links are in the description. And... We are still currently not taking any any live phone calls. Uh, I have a feeling that may change here soon, Kyle. What do you think? You think maybe it's safe to do so again? I don't know if we will open it up because we have two individuals who are attacking our podcast right now. But well, I think we haven't had anybody call in. We haven't had anybody call in since then. But we have had some people express interest in calling in, like your friend. And he was going to join us tonight, but unfortunately he could not. Uh, he has, uh, to me, I mean, actually a pretty um, pressing matter. It actually sounds kind of cool if you want to reveal what he's doing, you know. Or He's at a Yankee game with some family members. I encourage that. You know, we're pro-family in the Armchair Booking Podcast, and – Whatever you can do with them, I know what you did this weekend. Mm-hmm. I was at a football tournament for nine-man flag football over the weekend. Played in three different games. Can't say we performed very well, <laughs> but yeah, you never told me the scores of the games. We lost the first game nine to nothing. We lost the second game 14 to 6 and we lost the 12 game uh third game 12 to nothing so the first game was it a touchdown and a safety yes it was wow you don't you don't see a lot of safeties in flag football uh nine man is a completely different animal i am learning a lot about it and this is only my fifth week playing I got the chance to go to a circuit and play at a national level. Can't say I played much. Uh, I have a lot to learn and work on. I mean, it was an experience. There's a lot of uh, closet wrestling fans on my football team, and maybe we'll get some appearances and there will be some advancements for the podcast because of it. 
That always sounds great to me. And besides it being a Yankees game, you know, I'd you know, prefer probably the Orioles or maybe even the Reds. I've been to actually quite a few Reds games. Uh, you know, took my son. He, he loves going. But otherwise, I mean, that, that's actually pretty cool because you don't get a chance to do that very often, especially nowadays with the limited attendance that's being enforced right, right now. Well, the the ticket availability has very limited. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Yankees, the Red Sox, their fans travel very well. It's good for him to to get the chance to do that. And I can't say I am upset about it one bit. Did he go up to New York to watch it, or did he watch it um, somewhere else? I believe they are down in Baltimore tonight. Okay, you know what? I, you know, what? I'm sitting here with a computer right in front of me. I could just actually just go yeah. <laughs> look. Um, They're in Baltimore right now. Are they? Okay. Hey, but depending how the game goes, he might still call in. You don't know. Um, if you get a two four zero number, a three zero one number, that might be him. Okay. Hey, I welcome it. What's your friend's name? His name's Drew. Drew. Okay. So, uh, uh, a lot of things on the personal level, uh, obviously playing nine-man football uh, with the Killer Bees down in Ocean City. Love the uniform. Right? The uniform's awesome. Um, the news of the weekend actually happened on Friday. Did you see what's happening to Steve Mongo McMichael? I did. And that is an absolute shame. In fact, you know what? I now feel bad because I um, I actually thought about posting the GoFundMe because I know they put a GoFundMe out for him. Uh, For those who haven't heard, uh, Steve Mongo McMichael has been diagnosed with uh, ALS. I can't pronounce the words, but it's also known as uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. And, you know, for, there is no known cure for it, and it's just absolutely horrible. Um, and so we wish him, obviously, you know, the absolute very best. I mean, he's in our thoughts and prayers, and along with him and his family. Um, and you can actually, I think Flair, actually, I think he, he had mentioned the, the GoFundMe as well. But so it very very sad to see how far advanced his ALS has gotten since he last made an appearance. Like he is immobile from essentially the neck down. That is not a good sign. And the picture I saw of him, I didn't recognize him. Did you? Uh, not. Uh, he's lost um, a lot of a lot of weight. Yeah. But and apparently he's had it for a while. They just now made the public announcement. 
but well, he he's, he does have a lot of support as far as his fans, and I will have I will definitely see if I can get that GoFundMe link and post it as well um, for our next episode, or maybe I, you know what I may just post it on Twitter, I may just post it on Facebook. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So the the other thing that happened over the weekend was the culprit for the Mickey James trash bag was identified and terminated from WWE. Were you surprised to see the name of Mark Carano? You know, I saw the name, and I'm thinking, man, that name sounds kind of familiar. And then one of the podcasts or one of the news sources, you know, that I listened to, said he had been with the company for something like 30 years. Right. And, you know, why would he you know, do something like that? Or maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that one, that, that shocked me. That's but the, <laughs> you know, to say the least. And, well, do you think if she hadn't have um, went public with it, on social media, do you think that would have uh, they would have uh, fired him? No, and I don't think it with what he knows that he will uh, remain fired for a very long period of time. Exactly. Um, do you see maybe employment with a rival company? I do not. I don't think that his work in WWE, dominantly with the Divas, that he he's going to be brought back by the new leadership. It, it will be a much lesser position if offered, and he may not have the the humility to take it. Well, do you think maybe there was some bad blood between him and Mickey James? No, because as the story grew, there were other divas who were terminated who were treated the same way. Oh, so I doubt this is the first time this happened. I believe Maria Canellis came out and said it happened to her as well. They just put the stuff in a trash bag and said, you know, be gone with you. Yep. And, you know, I, I can't doubt it. She came out saying that uh, Carano did that to her. His, Carano's ex-girlfriend came out with some allegations that are just rumor and innuendo, but some some pretty creepy stuff in there. Hmm. So the, the culture that is in the WWE right now really makes you wonder 
I know there's a big executive shakeup. There's probably more changes coming. But it's it's quite telling when certain people leave. Bill DeMott being one, Mark Carano being the latest. All these things that come out about them that were ignored. So do you think there's a toxic uh, environment there, a toxic workplace environment? I... I, like I said last week, I think a lot of things start at the top. Uh, I was in the gym this evening recovering from football activities, and the guy I was talking to who I hope to also get on this podcast, I, he he and I were discussing how Vince McMahon just isn't hip to today's society. His sense of humor goes back just too juvenile, too not current. Well, the weird thing is he's kind of always been like that. When Well, the way you Bruce Pritchard talks, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I mean, he's a very – you can't really say mysterious because it's not like he hides from the public, like Kevin Dunn. I mean, Kevin Dunn, you know, they say you know you always hear his name, but yet you never see him. But with McMahon, I mean, he's always there, but maybe that's what it is. He spends so much time working, he doesn't keep up with what is in, well, in present day, you know, almost like present day pop culture. Because wrestling has always had some kind of element pop culture in it even in actually now wrestling is part of pop culture and that was actually something that McMahon himself uh, if it went for him it wouldn't have been like that but for him though to not know about the other parts of pop culture I mean well he maybe he just likes to remain ignorant on purpose I don't know so the uh, other things, no title changes. T was quite entertaining on Tuesday night. The ratings have gone up. SmackDown has stayed pretty consistent, and Raw is still hovering around the twos. Uh, it may do that again tonight because it was really – I didn't see really anything advertised that would make a lapsed fan return. However, when it gets out that, hey, in the first 20 minutes, they actually had two matches. Instead of, hey, the first 20 minutes, it was a great big promo and it was a skit. And then they said, we're going to have a match. And then the match itself was interrupted by four commercials. And the match itself was only four minutes long. So it, see, if they keep doing that, I mean, it maybe they are trying to change. On SmackDown, one of the best things they they ever did, even though it was about three or four years in the making, is when they finally turned the subject of tonight's episode heel and put him with Paul Heyman. That 
some interesting things that could pop out of that. The what what did you think of the SmackDown closing segment? Uh, Friday, I'd have to rewatch it because I was about half out of it when it was when it was. So, uh, Friday's closing segment was Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, uh, Seth Rollins, and, and you know it's always the post WrestleMania challenger segment. So. Cesaro is obviously being set up to be the next challenger, or so we were led to believe. So we're led to believe, and I did. I did see him swing Jey Uso like fifty-seven times, which is awesome. I'm glad to see that move back. I hate that move, but I would cheer for just the way he just kept doing it, kept doing, it, kept doing. It. I'm like, you know what? Go on with your bad stuff. You speak five languages, you the man. They go back and forth and. There's a swerve where Daniel Bryan was offered the chance to be the next challenger, but if he loses, he is banned from SmackDown. So it's almost like a loser leaves SmackDown situation. Hmm. That does make it interesting. Now, the the thing that has changed, especially on SmackDown, and I don't know if there are different writers pre-announcing next week's show. So they, they're setting up angles for future television episodes. Do you think that's Fox getting involved? You know, there there were... Rumors that TNT got involved with AEW announcing, not announcing Sting being on the show. So could Fox not be happy with their investment and want further, further announcements and planning so they can promote future episodes? It's quite possible. I can I can see that very easily. And, and honestly, it's much needed. Well, I think that's what happens when you bring, uh, well, the TV shows, the TV networks in, because they will force some changes uh, in the shows themselves. Like USA, of course, USA is a, Obviously, it's a TV network. However, it's cable. With Fox being terrestrial, which means more access, which means more people uh, potentially watching it, yes, they are going to make sure that they have people more invested to get a bigger audience. Because WWE, I mean, they've had this contract with USA for the better part of, what, close to 40 years? I mean, think about that. You know what? We'll say 35 years. They've, there's been a couple of lapses. Um, there's been a couple of periods where they did switch to, I think it was TNN. 
one of the other networks, but then they came back to USA later on. And the product in USA has been garbage at times. But not so much on SmackDown anymore. And, and the USA Network has to get a little fidgety with their investment. Yeah. They're not overflowing with money where they can put out $100 million a year for this product. Money. Then what what are they going to get out of it? Like someone told me tonight, I know we reminisce about the past and how good the the old days of wrestling were. But if if you're a fan, you kind of have to deal with the current product. Yes. And we, just like our podcast is named, we armchair book what we're seeing in the past, what we're seeing present day. Because one of the things that you and I both have said is the first 20 minutes should not be just one great big long promo because it makes people turn the channel. And I don't want to see this this promo again. But right now that uh, currently the action is in the ring is actually being pretty decent. And that's how they ended. Lovely. A small package. Oh, thanks for spoiling it for me. It hasn't come across my television oh, yet. Oh, my bad. What part are you at right now? It is just uh, the small package just occurred. Okay, you're about 10 seconds or so behind me. Okay, usually you're ahead of me. That was different. Okay, anyway. um, So with Roman Reigns, he's pretty much the flagship holder if you want to look at it like that, for SmackDown, in my opinion. With them having the potential of Daniel Bryan leaving SmackDown, I only see two options for him. One, Raw, or two, retiring for good. There's rumor of Daniel Bryan's contract. That's a future discussion. But Overall, it's about wanting to wrestle other wrestlers in other promotions. He's talked about some dream matches. Charlotte Flair is suspended. She's on television. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Nope. And when I saw that she had been suspended, at first I was thinking, okay, is this real or is this kayfabe or a work whatever you want to call it then I got to read and I was like never mind it's a work they said oh she's been suspended for attacking the referee she did a hip toss and a pretty good hip toss actually he took that thing like a champ but as soon as they said that I'm like oh it's a work so apparently she's looking to do a movie or something uh dental work 
dental work? Yeah. Hasn't she had enough work done over the past two years? You know, she, she keeps uh, a surgeon quite busy, but... All right, I just paused my program, so maybe you and I are actually synced. But anyway... So- There, there are a, a lot of avenues to discuss, and uh, the obvious one is SmackDown being the better show, and we can arguably say it's because of our topic tonight, the evolution of Roman Reigns as a character has redefined that that show. Because even now, if they had a live audience, which they had obviously at WrestleMania, the people are not booing him. They're not giving him go-away heat. You know, they're giving him actual boo, 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 because his character is now warning boos. The good booze. Roman Reigns is part of the Anoa'i family and started his athletic career as a football player, went to Georgia, Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be a very smart human being. That's a uh, yeah engineering school. Yes, it is. And did a little bit of NFL time with the Vikings, the Jaguars, and played a a little with the Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL. Well, it was well. I was going to say it was his physical with the Vikings where they found out something about him. Right. Well. He, he jumped so far. I know, but, but so obviously that's where they discovered he has leukemia for the first time. They there there have not been any NFL players who have gotten leukemia and come back to play. I think one linebacker, maybe went to Boston College and played with the New York Giants for a couple of years. But that that chemo, that cancer and then the chemo treatment really changes your your body. Yeah. So real name uh he's Samoan his real name goes by Joseph Anoa'i, but his Samoan name is uh, Liti. Looks like Leati. Leati? Yeah, Leati Joseph Anoa'i. And and goes by Joe on Instagram, on everything, how his highlight tapes show up at Georgia Tech. Like others in the family, 
when they don't succeed in that sport, they turn to the family business and that being professional wrestling. Now, do you think that there was any chance with him being being part of the Anawaii family that he would not be involved in professional wrestling in some way, shape, or form? It was going to happen. You know, <laughs> it was going to happen. It's more than likely to happen. I know not too far from me, Afa runs a wrestling school in Pennsylvania. I, knowing the pitfalls of the in, industry, it makes you wonder why they would keep raising children into it. But in their defense, to see how The Rock is done to see how now Roman Reigns has done. Afa and Sika are both in in good shape. But the the rest of the family, Yokozuna has passed. I, I believe Rikishi is doing all right. His boys, Jimmy and Jay, are doing doing well. There's Lance who's down in MLW, too, who's down in MLW. So there's another generation. It's like every couple years, another member of the family is ready to show up on national television. And they don't just, I guess, like show up and stay mid-car guys. When the Anawaii family, any of the Samoans get in there, they excel. Without a doubt. Yeah. There, There's a future podcast discussion that has to come on what type of sport or athlete or person makes the best wrestlers. Because you've seen amateur wrestlers succeed, Kurt Angle, Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar, and so on and so forth. You've seen football players succeed, Roman Reigns, The Rock, Ernie Ladd, Ernie Ladd, Steve Williams. And well, Steve Williams could be considered an amateur wrestler too. Yes, and. Kind of somewhat off topic, but the man was an All-American in football and wrestling at the University of Oklahoma. But anyway, so the that family just produces endless amounts of wrestlers, and maybe because they grow up in the business they're more ready to perform. But for whatever reason, when when they 
jump up. Like the Usos have been around for quite a while. Roman Reigns is going, you realize he's 11 years in the company now. Which Which is also saying something because you look at the two people he's been mostly associated with in the company, that being Seth Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley. They didn't start out with the WWE. At least I know Seth Rollins didn't. Um, yeah, John Moxley didn't either. I don't know. He, he made fame in your area. I about to say, yeah, because, well, he was, I know he was part of, of Heartland Championship Wrestling. Yeah, when you say that's in my area, that is literally like 15 miles down the road because they used to have their events at, it used to be a flea market uh, called the Red Barn Flea Market. When you drive by it on Ohio State Road 32, you can actually see how it, it's set up. You can say, okay, that, that definitely used to be a flea market. Now it's a, it's a truck driving school. But they were actually a developmental system for the WWE at the time. But, yeah, he actually did wrestle in other parts. And now, of course, now he is back um, somewhere else. I mean, obviously, he's in AEW. Seth Rollins, of course, wrestled under – I don't think he had wrestled under his real name, but he wrestled in the Indies as well. And they then they jumped into the WWE through NXT. Roman Reigns started in Florida Championship Wrestling, which morphed into NXT, and he stayed there the entire time. So he actually has, I guess, company loyalty. Is that the best way to put it? Probably. This is one Roman Reigns is an interesting topic because unlike Bobby Lashley, who went to other promotions, Roman Reigns is only a WWE superstar. Yes. And so, that's a ra- that's a rarity nowadays. Well, an argument can be had that he is the first product of the developmental system. He he gets signed by WWE and he gets hired to the main roster well, excuse me, FCW. Yes. Uh starts off with his name being Roman Leakey. Which I didn't even know that until I was doing the research for that. I was like, Wow, yeah, that no. <laughs> and that name's horrible. Does what all the beginning wrestlers do and wrestles Richie Steamboat, loses a couple matches and forms a tag team with someone who's not even around anymore and loses them and then he has a feud with FCW champion Leo Leo Kruger who went on to become Adam Rose. Adam Rose. At, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, goes to challenge for the FCW title, and that that is pretty much till he appears on a WWE pay-per-view, Survivor Series, 
with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose as the Shield. And nobody knew who they were. They appeared through the crowd, uh, triple powerbombed Ryback, and CM Punk won the retained the title. They appear he and this is where maybe you see his strengths on television. Visually, he passes the eye test. He was the muscle of that group. As soon as I saw them for the first time, that was my first impression was Roman Reigns. He was the muscle. Uh, I don't know if, in, if enforcer would be the correct word because, you know, you think enforcer, you think Arn Anderson. Or Arn Anderson, he's not never been like a super muscular guy, but that's what Roman Reigns appeared like to me. Very, very much so. And perfect placement. If you think about it, watching most of those Shield promos, he was in the middle. I'll have to go back and check check out some of those. I'd never even thought about that. He's the one, and we say that WWE doesn't build stars. Rollins was Tyler Black on the indie scene, former ROH Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. There are not many of those. ROH has a a legacy of heavyweight champions. CM Punk, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, Nigel McGuinness, Colt Cabana, the, the indie scene, what used to be an ROH, Brian Danielson, also known as Daniel Bryan. Bryan. But the best of the best were in ROH on the indie scene. And he he was an ROH heavyweight champion. John Moxley was a a violent indie wrestler. Hardcore, very much what he appears to be in AEW now. Had a significant name value. I have no idea why WWE changed him to Dean Ambrose. But trademark. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. But overall, joins the Shield, probably the most successful three-man group that WWE had or created. Okay, but say they didn't create the New Day. The New Day, actually, it was their idea. Um, You know... Three-man group the WWE created. Uh, I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head, um, but not because they didn't create the Freebirds. Didn't create LOD. Well, Paul Ellering wasn't there with them anyway, and he really he was always just a man. Yeah, you're right. So, 
You, you go through the New Day, but they didn't have a whole lot of single success or have not. Big E has. By the way, Big E is another one. He's actually an, he's another, I guess, homegrown talent for the WWE because I, I looked him up, and he has not wrestled for anybody else. Well, but that's but that's only two. I mean, that's you know everybody else. No, nah, I mean that, it's it's still a rarity, like you said, because we know Kofi didn't, and we know uh, Xavier Woods didn't. Like Big E has not made it to main event status yet. He's getting there though. He's been Intercontinental Champion. He was Intercontinental Champion before the New Day, and now he's been Intercontinental Champion after New Day. So right, he's on his that, way. He is on his way no, though. That that means New Day has been around for four or five years now. They've been around for quite a while. And if he was Intercontinental Champion before the New Day and has only gotten to Intercontinental Champion after or while it's still going on, he has not advanced up. He's stayed the same. You think he's always going to be kind of the upper mid-card guy? I don't think he should be. I think he's an incredible athlete. Yeah, he is on the microphone but for whatever reason but that that goes back to last week they don't seem to connect parts of their audience but Roman Reigns the interesting thing here they were a year late on the Roman Reigns bus because his breakout performance was the 2014 Royal Rumble, and he was not the winner. They honked that up so bad. Um yeah, and I know we've actually discussed that one on previous episode, which is located in our archives. All you have to do is go look for our archives, especially on the Apple Podcast, because I now have the link. Go look for the archives, listen to that episode, let us know what you think. Give us a five-star review. But anyway, Kyle. They, they, and the crowd legitimately did not like that. So... The big change in Roman Reigns happens when you realize or the fan base realizes they're going to push Roman Reigns. Well, like you said, I, it was it was a, a year late. I, I think the the biggest lesson. To be learned that they're not getting is the fans choose who they want to follow. And you can never, ever dictate to the fans otherwise because they're the ones who buy the tickets, they're the ones who pay for the paper. Well, they're the ones who buy the network. Now it's Peacock Network. 
they're the ones who are funding their paydays. So they're the ones that you need to listen to. Exactly. And the the hard thing, Roman Reigns gets thrown out by Batista, or Blue Batista. This is not what the crowd wanted. If they right. elevate Roman Reigns, then he doesn't have the issues or the backlash that we ended up getting. Exactly. Because when he won the Royal Rumble in 2015 in Philadelphia, the crowd revolted. And partly, I think partly because, once again, second year in a row, he was not Daniel Bryan. Because last, well, I say last year, 2014, Daniel Bryan didn't get in the Rumble. The last person, number 30, was Rey Mysterio. And they booed Rey Mysterio. I mean, how you boo Rey Mysterio is beyond me, but, but they booed him because they booed not Daniel Bryan is what it was. And so, but they still wanted, they still latched onto somebody. And Roman Reigns, he, it was, was it 12 people he dumped out of that match? Yeah. And so they were kind of latching onto him. Okay, you know, this guy, this muscle guy, you know, for the shield. All right, let's latch onto him. And then all of a sudden he gets thrown up by a returning Batista. And I think that was actually something else because Batista was also supposed to be a face. Well, I don't think this was planned, but he turned himself heel right after that match. Well, Batista was probably, at his size, his facial movements, his structure, etc. He he's naturally a heel. Yeah, it's it's hard to feel sympathy for somebody like you said that size because you can you really see him fighting from underneath trying to be an underdog it just it won't work overall you you have a lot of issues there and he he truly floundered and when's the 2015 Royal Royal Rumble and this is the WrestleMania out in Santa Clara, San Francisco, Santa Clara, California, where the first Shield member to win a heavyweight title is actually Seth Rollins, who curb stomped him and pinned him for the title that everyone thought he was winning. Nobody saw that cash in coming. I did. You don't remember me predicting it, do you? No. I I, I predicted it. Actually, well, I know one of the guys, I was actually in the classes uh, from NBA at the time. One of the guys in my cohort was a huge wrestling fan. And I told him uh, the few days before WrestleMania, I said, hey, Josh, and that that was the name of Josh. I said, Seth Rollins is going to cash in. I said, after, well, one thing I did get wrong, I told him, I said, after the match is over, Seth Rollins is going to cash in. I said, because, you know, if you notice, they have not mentioned anything about 
the money in the bank briefcase holder at all. I said, but he's going to cash in. He's going to win the title. It was during the match. That was one thing I got wrong. They made a triple threat, and boom, he came out with the title. And the very next uh, Thursday, class of ours on Thursday then, he looked at me and said, you're right. He said, you called that spot on. And during the card, because remember, Rollins had his match against Randy Orton. It was the very first match. And that's right. where Randy – yeah, that's where Randy Orton – I mean, he actually – when he did the RKO, it was – when that was like one of the most spectacular-looking RKOs ever because just the way it happened, he Rollins tried to do the curb stomp instead. Uh, RK, Randy Orton, he got him – basically tossed him in the air and came down, boom, RKO done. But they kept mentioning, yeah, he still has the money in the, money in the bank briefcase. I wonder if he's ever going to cash it in. Hint, hint. And as soon as I kept saying that, I'm like, he's cashing in. I was right. But it's one of the few times I've ever actually made a, a basically an outlandish prediction, and it came true. Well, I mean, that's a, a, a good prediction. I wish uh remember much uh, of wrestling back then. I, I remember watching WrestleMania. This was the... Uh, the last one I watched uh, with friends and could not believe what, uh, what happened and the shock in the crowd. But Roman Reigns essentially has high mid-card feuds for the remainder of that year. And goes into a a Monday Night Raw for a number one contendership match. Rollins injures himself. Go figure on that one. He was good at that. And... Triple H establishes this authority that's going on. Roman Reigns is anti-authority. Roman Reigns goes on to win the heavyweight title. And for whatever reason, and just ask nine thinking, (laughs) Triple H comes out to congratulate him, but hits hits him with a spear, and Sheamus cashes in money in the bank and ends Roman Roman's reign. <laughs> Reigns his reign, and just constant stuff with the authority. So he doesn't really defend, basically wins the title again, and January of 2016, he has to defend his heavyweight title in the Royal Rumble, and Triple H wins that match. Uh, not so long ago on Facebook, well, back in January, 
on the anniversary of that, my post came up addressing that. But I remember I was pretty um, irate about that. When he came out as number 30, uh, I actually texted Dwaylon. I don't remember what exactly I said. I was like, oh, are you, you know, basically you got to be kidding me. And then when he tossed him out and Triple H won the title, my text got even more uh, graphic with the language, and he agreed with me. <laughs> but I know on Facebook, though, of course, I kept it a lot more civil. And I even said Triple H, you know, or Paul Levesque, you are the chief operating officer of the company. Then that's not a made-up title. I mean, you're it. You're actually one of the executives. Why are you putting a title on yourself instead of these people that you've supposedly trained? But anyway. Right. He, so, never, respond, he never responded to me, though. Whatever. <sighs> for the second year in a row, Roman basically headlines WrestleMania. Then he gets his crowning WrestleMania moment. But no no one wanted to see Triple H as champion. No, they didn't. So he he never got his his moment that year. They were trying to make him the ultimate babyface and maybe having Triple H basically steal the title from him at the Rumble because he declared, you're going to defend the title. You're going to be number one uh, entrant. And, uh, you know, you have to win the whole Rumble to keep your title and then put himself in as number 30. They're trying to say that Triple H is the ultimate bad guy. And it just didn't work because they're trying to say, well, look, you know, Roman Reigns, he just beat the ultimate bad guy. But they still didn't want to support Roman Reigns because some of them felt that he was not ready. He could not do a promo. His He has a very impressive physique. He has a good look. But they, it, his lack of skills, especially the promo skills, were starting to show themselves. And not only that, but everybody felt, well, he's being shoved down our throat, and he's not Daniel Bryan. So that was still during that time, before Daniel Bryan, you know, had to retire, uh, well, temporarily, as we know now, now know. But he was not Daniel Bryan, and, you know, the fans don't like people shoved down their throats. That's why John Cena has caught so much backlash. Ironically, Roman got a, a lot of backlash during this period. He, he, he was clearly the chosen one. And the the fans just revolted. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that happened with Braun Strowman, too. Fans get behind him. They stick him with Lesnar. He beats Lesnar. The man's a star. He didn't. Matter of fact, he got punched really hard by Lesnar in that match. Oh, it, it, it was that match where... Uh, Braun was getting a little carried away, and so Lesnar all of a sudden <laughs> kind of, and he and he told him to slow the f down. And you see it, and then you see the moment where he punched him in the jaw and <laughs> corrected him. But yeah, 
And you could tell, oh, that wasn't that was not a work. That was a, a shoot punch because you saw Strowman kind of, and you know he was not expecting it. But the the Royal Rumble match it, that bothers me the most, and one Roman lost, and that's a sucky way to lose your title. But I hate the fact that Triple H had a Ric Flair moment. Couldn't duplicate the 92 rumble never and and booking yourself to win while different it it was a different type of way to mess over a champion here's a here's a question sorry to cut you off but how have the ratings been before that rumble and then afterwards. I think that's when the real downward slope really started. I think you can trace the downward slope back to 2014. So you think that's and the origins of it? I, I think that's when we can definitely notice it. And that is when WWE did not want to push Daniel Bryan. Now they did, and he got hurt. Not much they can do about that. No. But CM Punk left. Daniel Bryan left. Or Daniel Bryan well, got injured. Right. It... It's a constant when you don't give the fans what they want, eventually they're going to stop watching. And one of the things I think they, they, a wasted opportunity, they had one match, and that was the Shield against the Wyatt family. That would have, I think, would have got. Roman and, and as well as the rest of the Shield and the Wyatt, the rest of the Wyatt family as well, they, they could have put on some great matches, but another wasted opportunity. They didn't do it. Later on, they had Bray stop Roman from winning the Money in the Bank. He said, "He wanted but you, Roman. Anybody but you." But then they just they it just kind of fizzled out. They had like I said one match and then stopped. It, it just didn't make any sense to me. The the whole game of Roman Reigns. He's... Let's take his matches with Lesnar since that's your favorite character. And and I just enjoy bringing it up. Yeah, I like that text that you sent to me today. Well, this is true. Brock Lesnar (laughs) is the all time. He is the only man to be in a UFC video game uh, Madden at football game and a WWE game. So there's not many. I go CM Punk can say he's been in two. But in the UFC game, I use him to uh, as, as the training dummy 
<laughs> but the that's the that's the thing about wrestling o- over and over you you have to go with the hot hand Kingston prior the fans wanted to see him win And, and to see a, a man win the heavyweight title and all those videos of kids and grown men crying. And so, it was it was long overdue. Well, well overdue. But Roman's reign, reign's downfall, one... He he knows only what WWE created, right? Right. So if you're a wrestler and you've only been in the WWE system and what they give you is garbage because that's what they do, and you don't know how to talk your way around what they gave you, You're going to fail, and it's, the promo is not going to be authentic. All I know is whoever wrote out the words "suffering succotash," they ought to be punched. They need to apologize to everybody, and they need to buy. They need to actually pay everybody's cable cable bill, including mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure they can pay my cable bill. Actually, I, um, I'll be honest with you. I'd get mine for free because I work for the company. <laughs> but, but either way, but anybody who's paid, who was paying for either cable or satellite or whatever it was they used to watch the USA Network that night, and they heard him say the word "suffered succotash," because I was watching it, and my wife looked at me. And she said, "Did he just say suffered succotash?" And I said, "He did." Like, and that was horrible. Do you even know what succotash is? Yeah, lima beans on corn. Uh, I had to look it up. Yeah, I actually like succotash. Oh, the actual food succotash? Yeah, it's lima beans and corn. I mean, it's it's vegetables. But to sit there and, and quote Sylvester the cat, no current cartoons. I've well having a ten year old, I've seen some, but it's not like it was back when I was growing up. And I don't want to get into well back in my day. You know, I don't want to get in that kind of discussion. Well, but I mean, it's it's just different now. To watch a cartoon, they had to chisel it into the cave, and and, and use nectar to color the art. The the whole time period, he he is a product of what they created, and he's also a victim of it. Yeah, that that's about a good way to put it. The you can tell, and. and 
through through no effort of his own. He he has five moves. So he has five moves to do. And you know what they are. Spear, the Superman punch. Before he does the Superman punch, he goes, ooh-wah. Does that include, does that, is that a move on its own? No, that's not a move. That's but, not the, the ooh-wah is not a move? Right. Uh, spear, Superman punch. Samoan drop, of course. Samoan drop, yes. That's not kind of, that was such an obvious one. Because that's like the first, you know, with the, with the Aniwai family, that's the first move they teach them. And they all do it, and they all do it very well. He's got, uh, obviously, a clothesline. And he's got a move called the Moment of Silence. And, is, and that, that, is that that new guillotine move he's been doing? Yeah. That's actually not a bad move, though, to be honest with you. No, it's not. And that's a brutal hold to be put in. Yeah. Legit, but yeah, they uh, he he had a match, the WrestleMania match where Seth Rollins cashed in, where he hit like nothing but spears and Superman punches, and it was against the man who was hitting nothing but suplexes and F fives. So kind of a boring what, match if you think about it. It, it was exciting, but it was boring. Right. And that's what we – that's how you summarize his pre-pandemic career. He He's exciting, but he's boring. And, or what, and what they wanted him to be just wasn't it. You you watch Braun Strowman um, right now on television. A man that size, it, it's hard to believe he can be bullied. Right, and that's why I don't get – I don't like what they're doing with him right now because MVP is not a small man. And if you look, Braun is a good, what, six inches taller than him? Easy. Now, from fact, people that get as big as Braun on a physical side usually have some emotional trauma to go with it. That has not come out yet. So, for Roman Reigns, you could tell, and this is because he was inexperienced outside the system, what is my character? You watch Randy Orton come out right now. Mm-hmm. The man more with his facial expressions than the entire last match that was on television. And he's still walking to the ring. Would you say Randy Orton's another homegrown guy? Because OVW, OVW is part, it, it was part of their, it, it was, 
it was NXT before NXT, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you could say, because Cena was not. Cena started in UPW. Right. So he he got at least a little outside time. You could argue that Batista's a homegrown guy, that Randy Orton's a homegrown guy. Lesnar. Lesnar is... Yeah, Lesnar was a homegrown guy, but he has since went to New Japan and other places. Right, and he also went to, obviously, UFC and then came back. I mean, I don't know if you want to include UFC in that mix, because, yes, obviously it is uh, a very legit fighting organization, but it's not sports entertainment. So the 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 hard thing... What is the difference? Well, you brought it, so I'll send it back to you. What is the difference between Randy Orton's character and Evolution and Roman Reigns? Oh, well, Randy Orton, well, if just going to go by moveset, Randy Orton actually knows more moves, and he actually uses them, or at least he has in the past. Uh, Randy Orton was also pushed to the moon, youngest heavyweight champion in WWE, the, well, the company's history, and that's going all the way back to Bruno, or Buddy Rogers, sorry, the man who Bruno beat. But Randy Orton actually knows how to cut a promo. And I don't know if it's just a natural skill or what, but... Well, Randy Orton also, he's always been better as a heel. Roman Reigns trying to cut a face promo wasn't working. Well, now, I, I, I think we, we miss it. Randy Orton, from the moment he came on the screen, was Randy Orton, who he was in real life. True. Roman, Roman Reigns, what was originally put out, is nowhere near who Joe Joseph Noah is, and he didn't know how to reconcile the two. And you know all the, all the videos you've ever seen, like actual like home videos, personal videos of Roman Reigns, you know, or uh, Joe on Hawaii, is he's actually a pretty nice guy, and. Maybe he was having trouble reconciling that because he's naturally a nice guy, but cutting a nice guy promo isn't going to get you anywhere. And nobody – they need to have more work on their promos instead of working on here, memorize the script. You may say, okay, here's some bullet points I need you to hit, but go do your thing. And that's why Cena called him out. That was actually kind of a work shoot there, if you want to call it that, where Cena said, it's a promo, Roman. You're going to have to learn how to do them if you're going to be one of the big dogs. And needed to. Yeah. Because he he was just, like, robotic. 
very worried about hitting his time cues, saying whatever he was told to say. Oh, uh, do you remember his his promo? They were, I guess, they were trying to make it a catchphrase of his. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact time. I, uh, was it? Before? It was right at the same time they had the whole deal with him winning the title from Triple H. It was. I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I am the guy. And everybody just squashed on that, too. Nobody wanted to hear it. So that goes back to WrestleMania 33 in his match with The Undertaker. Okay. And after that, when that's when – now, his promo the very next night, I mean, they were booing him out of the building because now, you know, he just beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And, and I know it obviously it wasn't the streak, but every time he tried to talk, they just were not letting him. And finally he just said, I told you it's my yard now. And Mike Drop walked out. That was probably the best promo he could have ever done right then. Short, simple, to the point, got it down, gone. It was, but they didn't follow up on it. Exactly. So that's why I can't – you know, the promo was good. Follow up. Mm, nope. Is how he was booked into. You can only say what they want you to say. It's it, like watching um, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton right now. Arc bro, bro. <laughs> bro. Matt Riddle is one of a kind on WWE television right now. He really is. But they're not letting him shine. Why is that? Probably because Vince or Kevin Dunn don't understand the character. But if you watch him, he's actually really good. It took me a while to actually admit this, but Riddle is actually a good wrestler. Right. And he's legit. Yes. And this match here, he's going to be going against two also legit guys. And the the hard thing, Roman Reigns, is a legit athlete. Yes, he is. But the athlete is Joe. He's not. It, it's... You remember traveling for your prior life. Yes. And, and the the joke that would always be told when you would travel is, do you know your travel name? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm following you. So there was a point in time where we travel and we go places and never give our real name. Oh, gotcha. So... You had a travel name. I never actually had a trip like that. Uh, I did have a trip 
and you were kind of there, sort of, um, where we didn't have rank. We everybody was on a first name basis, including the higher ranking ones, and that was an interesting trip. But anyway, I, and granted, I started traveling when I was young. The first guy I traveled with said, "You need to have a travel name," and I go, "Okay." And then you're down off Canal Street in New Orleans, and this guy is calling you out by your travel name, but that's not who you are. <laughs> um, your head's not turning. And I I, I see Roman Reigns as that um, not being able to re- reconcile like anyone on WWE television right now that's not established. What is my character? What are my motivations? Why am I saying what I'm saying? And as we established near the start of the show, Roman Reigns, or Joe Anawaii, is not stupid. He went to Georgia. He graduated from Georgia Tech with a bachelor's degree in management. You know, not a sports degree, and, and I'm not knocking sports degrees, but, you know, yourself, you've seen a lot of athletes uh, when they are playing football in college, a lot of times their degrees they come out with is something related to sports. Because my cousin, who actually graduated from the University of North Carolina, that's what his degree, I think it, was, it may have been sports management or something along those lines. But... Roman Reigns, Joe Hawaii, his degree is in management. And so, and, and just from Georgia Tech, the Georgia Institute of Technology, also known as Georgia Tech. And so he's not stupid, but maybe they're putting him in a position where it's not, it's not his comfort zone, and it probably never will be. But if you just let him roll on his own like the way they're doing now, And I think this one, the way, kind of the the evolution of him now, when the crowd finally got behind him was when he was walking out the door to go get treatment for the leukemia when it returned. Because were you watching that night when he made that announcement? Yes. And do you remember the crowd? I mean, first they were booing him, boo, boo, you know, uh, you know, Roman, you yeah, sucks. And now all of a sudden he said, my name is Joe, and I have, I've been fighting leukemia for the past 11 years. And I was like, boo. And all of a sudden the crowd just went silent. And that's when you saw the very same people who were just booing him 15 seconds ago, all of a sudden they had tears in their eyes. Because right. all of a sudden, yeah, he went from being – Roman Reigns, the character, this guy, well, you know, we just we don't want to see him succeed. All of a sudden, he was a human being all over again. And nobody's going to, you know, you're not going to boo the guy with cancer. And, no. Yeah. And and it was a very, it was a more than real situation. That that was a a real moment. Yeah.
And that was it also a real Yes. And that's we keep using the word real. That's who he was. And who he is. He was fighting leukemia for 11 years. Yep. Went into remission and it comes back. Those things happen. It's when the audience connected to him the way and you hate to say organically, but honestly, he connected to the audience in a real manner. Right. And you know, he was out for, what, six months or so? And and actually while he was out, he had a bit part in a movie too, and for the life of me, I cannot think of the name of the movie – uh, Fast and Furious. No, just, no. The one I'm thinking of is not Fast and Furious. Um, he was in a movie called The Countdown, and I don't think it was that one either. This one, it had a guy. He he accidentally went on a date with a woman that was not the person he thought it was going. Or he went on a date. The date didn't go very well, and so he was trying to the wrong Missy. There it is. Okay, my wife just said she just started laughing because she remembers the movie too. Uh, the movie itself was actually pretty funny. He actually has a very very small role in it. His role is called Padded Meathead, also known as Gary. Yeah, he wasn't even in the movie five minutes, but uh, the movie itself it, it it actually is pretty funny. But anyway, well, he was also in Fast and the Furious Eight, or excuse me, Hobbs and Shaw. Right. And the he he's headlined four WrestleManias, five if you include the last one. Hard to hard to say how that all works out, but main event on night two. But the the leukemia, and you hate to say it because it's such a nasty disease, that the leukemia has probably changed his wrestling career. Yeah, because it made him human. It made people remember he's human. And it, then it also made you think, this man just beat cancer again. And from what I heard, leukemia, I know it sounds odd, leukemia, I guess, is the easiest cancer. It has a bigger, a higher success rate than the any of the other cancers. It doesn't matter. He still beat cancer twice. And, and, how, can and you, how can you not like somebody like that? I, yeah, I can't say a, a bad thing about it. Stays away during the pandemic because he's got newborn children and leukemia issues. Yes. So he stays away for his health. Yeah, and I don't think anybody would fault him for that. No, and shouldn't. But goes through 
say his what crowning moment he he's cutting solid promos and Paul Heyman of all people to come out and help him which is ironic because that was what my recommendation for three years was turn him heel, which WWE didn't want to do because they were trying to make him the next face as in the make a wish, the things like that, uh, the company. And it just, it wasn't working, but they were being kind of stubborn about it. But I was like, make him a heel, you know, give him a mouthpiece named Paul Heyman. Because Paul Heyman, I mean, he, he, Paul Heyman is arguably the one of the best promos in the business. He's easily top five of anybody's list. Without question. Yeah. But comes out Survivor Series, excuse me, SummerSlam, and takes out Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Then they have him, they have him win the Universal title as a villain. And it's probably been the best television they've had in five, ten years. And I think another thing that kind of helped his character is when they finally remembered, hey, this guy is Samoan. He's part of easily the most famous Samoan wrestling family ever. His dad is Sika. His uncle is Afa. Or did I get? Yeah, I got that right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, two Hall of Famers, the Wild Samoans. The man has wrestling in his blood. Why aren't they talking about that? They mentioned it with Randy Orton. They mentioned it with some of the other second or third generation people. The Rock. You know, being the first gener- third generation superstar, they mentioned it with Natty Neidhart being a third generation superstar. Why? Why wouldn't they mention? Every once in a while, they say, "Oh, yeah, he's he's kind of related to the Usos." But that's about it. Now, this whole head of the table, I'm the tribal chief, and then when he beat, it was Jay Uso, and I mean he, I mean he beat him down, and oh, then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and when Jimmy Uso came out and said, "Man, stop!" He said, "That's Josh," and I mean, and he used Jay Uso's real name, not his wrestling name. He said, "It's Josh, man, come on!" And I can't think of what Jimmy's um, actual given name is off the top of my head, but and that made it, I mean, even more real. And then. When Afan Siki came out and they had the lays and they put it around his neck, just signifying that, yes, he is the new head of the table. He is the new tribal chief. I think that in itself, that that just made him right there. 
My opinion. Well, offense, he could putting the lay on him definitely changed perception of the angle. And, and that's where I thought Samoa Joe would be a good, good opponent. But it has definitely worked out. Yep, Samoa Joe against a Samoan named Joe. So, but story of the tribal chief. It's it's his authentic self, right? I it's, have to carry the company. Go ahead. So it's the man who was the defensive player of the year when he was at Escambia High School down in Pensacola. And you know, I mean, I, and you know how I feel about Pensacola. I mean, that's one of my uh, favorite places that I've ever been stationed. Love it down there, even if it was just for tech school. But the Pensacola News Journal, he was named a defensive player of the year in his senior year. And this is in football country. You know, and you know, football is serious in Florida. Oh, no joke. Yeah, and and if this says anything, and he only it was only his senior year that he actually went to Escambia. His uh, freshman through junior year he was a Pensacola Catholic but to show you how strong the football tradition is at Escambia High School he's not even the most famous one from there from that high school Uh, who is Smith Emmett Smith yeah that would make sense yeah (laughs) so yeah Emmett Smith and Smith is the most famous one from that particular high school and so you know there's a strong football tradition there for him to be the defensive player of the year. And that's not just for his school. I mean, that's for that area. You know, we're talking like Pensacola. We're talking uh, Pace. We're talking um, Milton, uh, just the entire area. And he becomes not just on the football team in Georgia Tech. His senior year, he was one of the team captains. So to make him – the tribal chief, the leader of the family, it fits. Without question. Now, I can't say that Paul Heyman fits. I can see Heyman leaving him for Lesnar soon. I Yeah, I've been thinking the same thing. He doesn't necessarily need Heyman anymore. But, I mean, maybe they, they put him with them. At the beginning, just to make sure that he would have that mouthpiece. But it's kind of weird to see Paul Heyman, who is not Samoan, and all of a sudden he said, well, he's a tribal chief. And it's like, yeah, so, okay, we know, yeah, you're telling us that, but what's your experience with that? Paul Heyman identifies as Samoan. When, since when does Paul Heyman identify as Samoan? Well, every Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So, the whole whole show centers around who's 
who's their, the closest to their authentic self multiplied by 10. And this, he, he was meant to be a heel. So if the cancer, the leukemia diagnosis made him a face and he went away, he comes back as a heel because half the people thought that was a work. What? With leukemia? Yeah. I do remember reading that because uh, he did film that little bit of that part in that movie, The Wrong Missy. But that was actually at the tail end of everything, and and it was actually right before he came back. But so, yeah, even even WWE wouldn't go that far. That's not something that you um, fake. But most people didn't believe it. And even Seth and and John Moxley now Dean Ambrose or then Dean Ambrose, they wanted me to say something about Roman's cancer. I won't take that karma. No. The other thing he's sort of done is gotten rid of the vest. Now, Thankfully. Now he's an individual. Well, there was there were some rumors that I had read that he actually had something going on. There was actually a reason for uh, wearing the vest, like a, like it was actually a, it was actually protecting him for real. Um, and I do not remember what that reason is right now off the top of my head. It might have been the leukemia for me. You know? Yeah. You know how you get brittle before you get sick. Yeah, I mean that is true. But but even before before that one of the things that he was catching criticism for and he finally changed it. You know, it, it wasn't that long but when he was no when the shield had basically disbanded and when he'd come to the ring, well he was still coming through the crowd. And People were saying, oh, are, you, are you part of the shield or are you by yourself now? What is it? And then he started coming down the ramp like a normal entrance. But. And, and as a heel, it, he could very easily become the next baby face. And he's missing what? A, a catchphrase. I wonder what that could be. I mean, that's something that they'll have to figure out. Yeah, because Daniel but, Bryan, I was going to say Daniel Bryan doesn't have a catchphrase, but yes, he does. He, he has the catchphrase that's yes, yes, yes. But that, that's what they learn. And maybe it is something that could just happen by accident, like a happy accident, like Arn Anderson naming the four horsemen the four horsemen. Right. 
And he and, didn't even realize it until Tony Schiavone told him, hey, you just gave your guys a name. He's like, what? <laughs> I don't remember doing that. He's like, yeah, you just named your guys. Okay. Cool. And, and nothing nothing wrong with that. Goes, no, not at all. Now, it'll get repeated to death, but yeah, it, it is. But it'll have to be after he does turn face, and I don't see that happening for a while, even though he is pretty hot as a heel. And normally they say if you want to get them hot as the other, you know, if you're if you want to get them over really big as a heel, you get them when they're at their peak as a baby face and then turn them. But it works the other way as well. It does, and... The 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 whole thing about the switch. So they still haven't fleshed out the other Uso brother to compete in the tag team division. But if they win all three titles, or two two of the three going to be pretty dominant on the SmackDown side, but whoever is going to beat him next time is someone that fans are are going to be invested in. Yeah. It's going to put someone over. Hmm. And I don't see it being your boy Lesnar, but he won't go to SmackDown anyway. When he comes back, he'll go to Raw. Uh, well, they haven't done the draft yet, have they? Not yet, but that's supposed to be later. The The thing is, the fans are getting behind Cesaro. So, what are they going to do to push him? Well, Cesaro, he's another one, kind of like Daniel Bryan, but even more so as far as the length of time. The fans have been behind Cesaro for a while. Right. And and I remember the first time I remember seeing him was at the at, at WrestleMania 30 with the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And I was like, man, who is this dude? You know, who apparently, he looks like he's just extremely skinny, but he must be just all muscle. And that's what they're saying, that he is deceptively strong and not just a little strong either. And he's got skills, and he can actually do a promo. And it's it's his time. But Vince McMahon was the one who actually said on Stone Cold Show, he just didn't see anything in Cesaro. It's like, how could you not? The fans see it. And but maybe it's, that, it's another. It's another one. It's a long time coming. And, and that goes to show what Vince McMahon doesn't doesn't have. Like, I just watched Nia Jax almost trip over her own feet 
before a leg drop. Yeah. Did you see it earlier when they had her slipping and falling on the water? Ty, she's probably used to being near water. Oh, that's cold, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, she hey. she retweeted something of mine a long time ago. That That is the joke I used for myself. So the... That was an interesting hand signal by Rhea Ripley. And, and maybe Reginald's got himself a stable of women now. I want to know why they don't have him wrestling. Because I, I, he had the match. Who was it again? It was, a, it was an intergender match. It was him and was it Sasha? I think so. And he was, it was actually, he was pretty impressive. The moves he was doing, I was like, I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, okay, this guy, I mean, he, he does a lot of aerial stuff. They need to have him actually wrestling instead of being this concierge or wine connoisseur or I don't know. I don't know. Something to, I, honestly, he should be speaking the other foreign languages and putting down American. Americans and the American education system that can barely teach English to natural-born students. Where'd that come from? What? So you're putting down Americans. Oh, and they just showed a uh, <laughs> they showed a commercial with Apollo Crews talking about SmackDown. Okay, I realize they changed the man's character. I don't understand why all of a sudden the man got a brand new accent. Uh, broke. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but but so, something uh, something a little more authentic to him, and Vince cannot be the judge of television anymore but he is and until he he's going to keep doing it until he actually dies and and there is a good I I know I really don't I'm not wishing for this to happen but there's a chance Mr. Man may end up dying like on air I definitely um Definitely in the office. Or yes. I, I think he's going to die in the gym. That could be a possibility because from all the reports, the man, he may work out maybe twice as much as you do, and that's saying something. You well, know what? He, he works out. Well, they said when he's not in the office, he's working out. He rarely he, – he sleeps like three hours a day, maybe. But that also means if he's awake at 1 o'clock in the morning, he's going to give you a call, and he expects you to be ready. And, and he, he – for someone who doesn't like saying wrestling and this, that, and the other – 
he's going to live and die this business. Yes. It made him a billionaire. So, I, I mean, I, I think, I don't think we have very long to watch Roman Reigns. I don't, with leukemia and the other issues, I don't see him being a a 20-year wrestler. No. I think due to health concerns, the next time he steps away, it'll probably be permanent as far as like an in-ring performer. Uh, I could see him being a trainer. I could see him maybe in Orlando, maybe even Pensacola. They've had wrestling schools in Pensacola. You know, the Samoans, there's, and they're, they're not even the only wrestling school that's been there. Adrian Street, Exotic Adrian Street, had a wrestling school there in Pensacola. But Mick Foley used to own a gym in Pensacola. You with me, Cal? Yeah. The, uh, I don't see him as a trainer. I think he... He has enough to offer. Maybe, maybe someone that comes in once a once a year, and, and I mean the the reason why he doesn't appear to be the the best champion or whatever because the way things are written. Well, I think give it time because how long has he actually held the belt now? Uh, five months. He's held it now for five months. And if we actually had to look over the past five years, maybe maybe stretch it to ten years, and you can say, okay, what's the average – length of any title reign five months actually seems pretty long and wow I just read something else about him that I knew he had five kids what I did not know is he has two sets of twins hey (laughs) wow that's an impressive man that that is and a woman to carry carry those Well, I'm just call her Fertile Myrtle. So, uh, uh, a lot of things um, to discuss about Roman Reigns for such a short career. And it is hard to believe that he's only been in the business for 11 years. And with the breaks that he had to take for medical reasons, really he was out of wrestling for a, about a year cumulative. And when they came, he and the Shield, the rest of the Shield, they came to the main roster in 2012. And that's really not that long ago in the big scheme of things. And like you said, he brought his five moves of doom. 
Right. Well, actually, then he only had the four moves of doom. He wasn't doing the guillotine yet. And, and the guillotine turning heel is is a good choice. There's a lot of opportunity out of this for him. So hopefully when he does lose it, do you think he'll stay with the Uso faction? Hmm. Gosh, so many variables there. I think it depends if Jimmy Uso is back and they have the tag titles and I can't think there's no other members of their family that are uh, active right now, are there? Um, Closest one being Naomi and she's on Raw. But if they were to bring her over and have her with the women's title, which right now that definitely ain't going to happen. They they are not going to take that belt off of Bianca Belair right now. Or, or Rhea. Or Rhea. Uh, and Naomi, she's had it in the past, and she wasn't horrible, but it didn't really set the world on fire. No. And not only that, but she's had like legal problems, and I think that's another reason why they may be avoiding putting the belt on her. But maybe, I mean, if they if they keep him with Jimmy and Jey Uso, or maybe it's a case of interference backfiring, because right now Jey Uso, he's been the one running interference for Roman. And it may, I don't, I'm not going to compare it to Ted DiBiase and Virgil, but because you know, I think that's that's not a true comparison, but it's a case of one's kind of doing the dirty work for the other, and then he gets tired of it. Makes sense. So that could happen, and then um, you know they could split up then. But I don't having a one-on-two battle or feud like that. And that's if Jimmy's back. I don't but know. It, 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 it's a possibility. I'll just put it like that. It beats Jimmy and Jay. That ruin that ends their tag team. Not yeah. he, he can't beat them together. Right. He'd have to have somebody there with him, and I just can't think of who that would be right now. Reginald. Oh no! Good God, no! <laughs> no. Uh, you know, crack kills, right? Butt crack, yes. <laughs> I don't feel like looking at the big list of the roster like I've done in the past when we were trying to figure out these names. Yeah, nobody on nobody currently on the roster. He's definitely a solo player for right now. I don't see... Well, you know what? Uh, Rollins. It would kind of make sense. Unlike Charlotte, she's not making sense right now. No. 
Uh, you know, she's trying to look like a, va- a vampirus, vampirus, a female vampire. What'd you do to I'm, What'd you do to your dad's robe there, Charlotte Ashley? What'd you do anyway? That's it. What's on tap for next week? Uh, well, I was thinking about a top ten, but like you pointed out before the show, it, it maybe it would sound almost like a repeat. And I admit, you know, we we've been kind of slacking on coming with the with the subjects, and we could do an ask ask Kyle or ask Steve anything, but I don't think people would go for that because they don't care about us that much. Uh, I think I can get your relative to participate in that one. Uh, maybe, but yeah, he won't. Call, well, well, we'd have to tell him family friendly. He'd hang up. <laughs> there are uh, a whole lot of Steve questions, not a whole lot of Kyle ones. <laughs> no. Um, tell you what, let's just make it a surprise, but we'll think of something throughout the week. All right. Sound good? Sounds we, good next me. next week will be a surprise episode, but we we will be corresponding throughout the week and bouncing ideas off. And at one point, you know, we actually had about four months scheduled out, and then the new year hit, and then you got sick. Well, you were sick before the new year. Then I got sick, and then work happened, and that was just horrible. Uh, not that, not that work was horrible. It was just extremely busy at the time, and I I was at work pretty much from about seven in the morning till six seven at night on some days. Well, hey, but I got one. You what? I got an idea that I'll send to you. All right. I'm always open for your ideas, my friend. You know that. So you you'll get a kick out of this. I'll send you the photo, and I will talk to you later. Oh, Lord, a photo. <laughs> okay, I've agreed to it, so go ahead and send it. But if it's a, if it's a photo that's, that's of you that's not family-friendly, we're going to have to re oh, <laughs> you're, you're too male to ever receive those type of photos. All right, as long as we establish that. All right? Yeah. But <laughs> All right, dude. All right, I man. will talk to you throughout the week. Yeah, send me what you got. Have All right, dude. Week. God bless. All right. Bye.